Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I'm sorry, James. This ain't, this doesn't do it for me on my Friday, man. Believe me. I am not headed to. In in the right place? No, I'm not. I I already lifted weights this morning. I'm good. What were you saying, James? What were you saying? Man, I love that. I know. Oh, James. Oh, James James loves James. James loves Zach Wilde. Keyshawn, his eyes are closing tight just thinking about that right now here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Felt like I was headed into the weight room and the strength and conditioning coach said, everybody get ready. We're going to run and warm up. And I mean, like, it's just. No, no, Key, come on. You know strength and conditioning coach don't sound that. It's like. You know that's what they sound like. Fine, I'll do the weight and everything like that. The music, man. The music choices. Makes you feel like you got to run through a wall. You, you miss you know, Alan's you, been you, gone for for well, an Dave, hour. I know, Dave. He, he goes to like the, the whole the Drake listening party, and all hell's broken loose here. Keyshawn J. Lover boy on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel Eight. He's Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. You can always hit us on Twitter, Keyshawn at Real J Williams, and at Coleman ESPN, part of the Dr Pepper Twitter feed. And by the way, college football happening on Wednesday. Then last night got a bunch of big games on Saturday, but the big overlying question, and it's going to be a question when it comes to the playoff guys four teams now when is it going to go to eight when is it going to go to 12 they're going to make that jump between four and 12 we live on planet earth when you want to make the money back that a lot of programs lost last year because of the pandemic you're going to do that but key i'm gonna start with you if in, in, in my perfect world i keep it at four but i think six is the right number when Raise it comes it, to expanding and what do you take think? that thing to 12 or Raise why? it because i it's just it gives some of the smaller programs an opportunity to play some of the bigger programs and upset them. All of those, it's just, it's just magic with that. I love watching that. I love watching the Sweet Sixteen, for instance, in basketball. Seeing the Cinderella stories, you know, when you get an opportunity to have, like, again, you get an opportunity to have a smaller school like a Boise State, all of a sudden, play an Alabama, and everybody's like, they don't have a chance in the world. And now you got the 12 versus the one, and then bam, and all of a sudden Alabama's out. You know, I want to see that. I really do. I want to see it too, but I think we're a little bit away from that happening. And here's why. I really do. What appeared to be a simple approval process for this college football playoffs to be expanded now seems to be muddled in There's distrust in college football. and anger and <laughs> yeah. jealousy. With watching the way Texas and Oklahoma then went to the Super Conference, now what they're calling it inside the hallways, right, to the SEC, I think it makes the relationship between the conferences really challenging. Even even what you heard the other day, right, thinking about UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, trying to go to the Big 12, I think it makes it convoluted. Now, I think there's so much more. Um, now, 17 games, how do people feel about that? Mm-hmm. You know, Is there going to be the same kind of – objectivity for everybody considering the power schools that will be in the SEC. I think it makes it way more challenging for all these commissioners to get on the same page about doing something in the best interest for the sport because their individual interests are so at stake. Well, but the, that's fine. The individual, yeah. the individual uh, aspects of things will help the universities as well as the sport. It, it, it will. It, it's going to happen at some point in time. There's always some back and forth, some political there's some board members that don't want to do something. Some boosters don't want to do it. Coaches don't want to do it. Presidents don't yep. want to do it. Then in the end, they all figure out how to get it done because it's the right thing to do. I, I hear you, Key. I just, I just wonder what's going to happen with college football, seeing how these conferences are becoming their own leagues. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how it feels. So 
you know, like, does it is it in the league's best interest when they have all the schools, or does it make sense for them to do something on their own? I I don't know where we're going. I I would like for it to go there, but I don't know how I see all these leagues working together when leagues are becoming so powerful. Well, you know why, Jay and Key? Because the leagues don't know where they're going. Because everybody's trying to follow the SEC. Because not for nothing, the alliance, that is the worst prenup ever. We're going to have a contract but not have a contract because the SEC has Texas and Oklahoma. And let's be honest, guys. They're going to have a 12-team playoff, but they don't want the little dudes in the LaKeyshawn. They don't want UCF. They don't want none of those schools. In. I do, though. I, I know you do. I want to but, see but, UCF I, doesn't bring play money. USC. Exactly. It doesn't generate Key, revenue. Key, you're exactly no, it right. It'll generate revenue. It but absolutely it, will generate it, revenue. It, it will generate revenue, but they want the revenue to stay with them. They don't want the revenue to go to the little schools. They don't want a Northeast Conference, a Patriot League team, infiltrating in the national championship. The big boys want to keep the big noise and keep the big money with themselves. That's why Texas and Oklahoma, those have never been frenemies. They became frenemies because they wanted more money that they were going to get from the SEC. When you have that kind of structure in our college football, Key and Jay, it's all about what can we do to keep the money with us as big schools and leave the small schools out of it unless we're going to schedule them as a part of our schedule? Think, think, about, think about the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for a small school to get into the tournament. There's no right? doubt. They get into the tournament, and, you know, you say it's not a moneymaker. No, it is because that alumni group, whatever that is, that, 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 that small school that has however many thousands of alums, all of a sudden this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for them to go watch their beloved program play a powerhouse and upset a powerhouse. Think back to Freddie Coleman for, I don't know, 20 years ago when Appalachian State went up to Ann Arbor, 2007, Michigan I remember. And beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. It, it beat Michigan. Everybody was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so that's what I want to see. I want to see it. I just I want to see that, that Cincinnati take on a Florida and pop them. Or I want to see that Memphis come to USC when USC is undefeated and give them a run for their money. Like, I really want to see it. You notice I didn't say beat us. I said a run for their money. Oh, I heard the detail on that. I heard it. It's just college basketball and college football are so different. Uh, You know, when you look at college basketball now with all these professional leagues, you can go play overseas. You got entities like Overtime Elite. You got the G League that is really booming. So – Look, college basketball kind of has that issue where the talent is so dispersed. You have older teams that can beat these younger teams that are full with one and dones. Whereas football, you feel like the little guys, as much as you say, I want to see them have the opportunity to, like, what are the chances that they actually do beat the powerhouse schools considering, look at what Alabama and Clemson and these schools are, are recruiting. Man, I mean, Jay, uh, Notre Dame lost, Notre Dame lost, no, Oklahoma lost to Boise State several years ago in the Fiesta Bowl. Okay, Oregon State popped Notre Dame several years ago in the Fiesta Bowl. And I would consider Oregon State, even though they're in a Pac-12 conference, I would consider them a small school because that's a a six, seven-win program at best. And if you go seven wins at Oregon State, you get a 50-year contract extension. So (laughs) it's one of those type of – I would like to see that. I would like to see one of those type of programs be able to play the big boys. Now, whether or not they can do it on a consistent basis – who knows? I remember when TCU, TCU pounded USC in a bowl game. That was like, oh my God! I couldn't believe that. No one could believe it. So it happens. I mean, you start getting to the top. If you start doing top twelve, I, I can see that. I can see that happening. I can see it happening. But here in a in a college football world, they are never ever 
going to allow that to happen. That's why the Big 12, the Big 12 has no choice but to poach the AAC because yes. if they don't, they're going to cease to be a league in five to eight years. And so they want to make sure that whatever we do, they protected their interests, we're going to protect ours. And, Key, you noticed, you played at a big school. Jay, you noticed, you played at a big school. Big schools are going to protect themselves in their conferences. The ACC is going to protect themselves. The Pac-12 is going to protect themselves. This whole Boise State, Oklahoma thing, yeah, that's nice in the Fiesta Bowl. In 2021 college football, in 21st century college football, they do not want Boise State even, or UCF Freddie, doing that now. But even, let's say, okay, so let's take, the, let's take the smaller schools out the equation. Let's take the weaker schools in the conferences, right? The weaker schools, the ones that every now and then they might win 10 games. But now, because the field is 12, they may get in with 10 wins, they may get into the tournament as the 12th seed, the 11th seed, and get to play the big boys out of the other conferences in the matchup. That's the same thing as the small schools to me. But I see, mean, you go I was, ahead. I was going to say, Keith, but what happens is if you have the SEC that's becoming a super power conference, I mean, how many teams from the SEC will get in? Like, so it starts. So then you have leagues that get what four or five teams in, and the SEC, it, could, probably and the SEC could do that, and that's that's what skews it, in my opinion. That's what makes it challenging for other leagues, and why they probably don't want to go to something like that. So maybe you get maybe you get three teams, four teams out of the SEC. Okay, so you get four teams out of the SEC. See, key what you just brought up. They much rather, in my opinion, have that. What you just said. They rather have a fourth place team from the SEC play the number one team from the Big Ten instead of having somebody else from the Fun Belt Conference. Coastal Carolina mm-hmm. was a great story last year. Jamie Chad was done an unbelievable job with that program. That was the last thing they wanted to see because they do not want a Coastal Carolina going to play Clemson, beating them in a playoff game. People would be like, oh, that's great for Coastal Carolina. But on the inside, the big boys go, oh, God, now Coastal Carolina is on the same line. They want what they want. They want a 12-team playoff, but they don't want a Keyshawn Johnson 12-team playoff where a potential upset can take out their big teams. It's great for a college football scenario, Key, what you just proposed. But the big boys are looking at you and saying, hey, that's public enemy number one. Mm-hmm. Keyshawn is not our friend. We don't want him having that kind of situation out there. I know they're not paying you, but they're going to make sure you're on their radar by bringing up oh, something you, to take money away oh, from them. Oh, you said paying like in current. Current scheme, like wow. you didn't say pay. Okay. Really? I, I put it, me, I put it together. Don't me, don't, don't I put get it together. Started on, <laughs> I put it together. What? I just me started I put on it Duke, together. Don't get me started on Duke basketball. <laughs> ACC basketball. You're a key. You're a Hollywood before you're even Hollywood. I know. I know <laughs> what happened. <laughs> They make movies about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All this part of the weekend Blue preview. Chips. Thanks to Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards credit card. <laughs> Earn 3%, speaking of money, cash back on online uh, shopping. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Appreciate you being with, here, with us here. Zion. Keisha, <laughs> Jay, Zubin. See, oh, God, yeah. here we go. Coming to you live from the Heineken. He's happy for Reggie Bush, at man. At Pier 17. Of course he should be. What do Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, and Russell Wilson have in common other than playing quarterback that's next on ESPN radio Keyshawn J Will and Zubin the podcast hi it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt Stephen A Smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Key, this how goes. Ready? Talk to him, Deep Fred. Oh, you putting oh, me on the spot like that? <laughs> no, James, know. James, no, real or not real, you don't know who Sade is, James. Listen, I think we all know that that's real. Real or not real, you know who Jill Scott is? I have no idea who that, the people you are. That, that's okay. About. Real or not real, you know who Metallica is? Oh, that's, a, that's real. 100. Yeah. 100. Real or not real, you know who Patti LaBelle is? I know who she is. I wouldn't know. I probably wouldn't know a song if you just played it for me. I got a good one for you. Real or not real, if you know who the Mood Kings are. No. No. Great zero, Char- zero chance. Great Charlotte, North Carolina band. Great Charlotte, North Carolina band. Okay. See, yeah. Black here. Sabbath. Uh, you know who that is. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Black Sabbath. That's real. All right. Let's go, James. That's Ozzy uh, Osbourne. Move the train. <laughs> move it. So disappointed. <laughs> All right, James, Listen, still the floor is yours. Guys. You are who you are, James. We appreciate you. It, 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 James, no. you should never apologize for it. We love you, brother. You is who you is. Right. You can do what you want to do, but be who you are. All right. Uh, so yesterday uh, when Rex Ryan was on with us, uh, uh, he said that Kyler Murray uh, would, would be even better if he was in an offense that looked more like the offense they're running with Russell Wilson up in Seattle. So that got uh, Pat and I thinking. Uh, about a real or not real uh, quarterbacks who might need a change of scenery. So here we go. First one, Aaron Rodgers. Not real. Not real at all. Two straight NFC championship games and probably headed to a third this year. He's had all his weapons back. He's also added a weapon in Randall Cobb. So look, in the end, Aaron Rodgers gave us a little bit of drama in the offseason, but Aaron Rodgers will be a Green Bay Packer. I believe, and he will end a Green Bay Packer. Key, how old is Randall Cobb? He's like 50? No, Randall Cobb, no, he's older, but he's still got a little <laughs> juice left in the tank. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say real here just because I don't know how to read Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I don't. And I, he plays best when his back is against the wall. I know that this is Super Bowl bust for him this season. You know, Brian Goodikens comes out and says, hey, my relationship with him is great. We're talking. We're communicating. Everything seems fine. But Aaron is just quiet. So, for me, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going to be tomorrow, yeah. especially if Tom Brady – don't let Tom Brady do it again. <laughs> don't let Tom Brady win another Super Bowl, and then let's see how Aaron Rodgers is thinking about it this upcoming offseason. I like that, but it's, I'm with Key. It's not real because okay. – I don't think Aaron Rodgers needs to change the scenery, to his point, back-to-back NFC Championship games. But 
What makes you think you're going to find happiness somewhere else than what you've had in Green Bay when you've had everybody falling at your feet? Whatever got your nose sideways regarding the GM and the president, Aaron Rodgers, that's a you problem. That shouldn't be a Green Bay problem. If you think a change of scenery is going to make you better and be a better situation, well, be careful what you wish for if you're Aaron Rodgers. Well, Tom Brady got a change of scenery. Well, that's because he wanted out in terms of Bill Belichick does not keep players. I'm this saying, is how's different. It, how's that work out for you? How's but that work out for Tom? Tom Brady did not have an issue with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick basically does not keep players if he believes they're past their due date. Aaron Rodgers has not passed his due date. He wants what he wants, and Green Bay is going to give it to him, but that doesn't mean that a change of scene is going to benefit him by getting what he wants. Just because it worked for one guy don't mean it's going to work for the other. All right, uh, up next is probably where I should have started since I set that whole thing up with Kyler Murray, uh, <laughs> but I was – I was a little flustered by uh, he calling Black Sabbath. Scott, Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. <laughs> Black Sabbath. Yeah, he said Black Sabbath. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. We got to we got to play that back throughout the rest of the show. That, Black so Sabbath. I just as opposed really to like Metallic. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Jay. I forgot that. He, I forgot you do listen to that. I'm Key. I listen to all kinds of music. I know. I listen to everything, Key. Yeah, you can't put me in a box, baby. You know what I mean? Baby, I got it. All right, real or not real? Real or not real? This conversation. Quarterback who needs a change change of scenery? Kyler Murray. Real or not real? Hmm. Not real. Not real. I don't think he needs a change of scenery. He's done a tremendous job in terms of what he's been able to do for Arizona. That offense, much like Rex Ryan talked about yesterday, just not going to win long term in the National Football League. Kyler Murray, they may let Cliff Kingsbury go, and Kyler Murray may still be there. A coach may come in and want to run something similar to what the Seattle Seahawks run up in the West Coast-style offense in Seattle, so they may bring that and he fits into that system pretty well. I want the Red Sea to be successful so bad. Just ever since I started this show, I just want Kyler Murray to win. I, I want Cliff Kingsbury to win. Everybody seems to say, you know, look, they're a package deal. This is how it works. They came in together. That's how he got them in the draft. And, and, and my whole thing, look, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's real. I might have thought it was real before they got D. Hopkins. Now they have A.J. Green. I think they have the pieces to have an electrifying offensive year. So you're saying is he does not need to change the scenery? No. Okay. What not they, real. What they both said, James, move on. <laughs> I agree All with right. both of you guys. Uh, up next, uh, quarterback who might need to change the scenery, uh, Russell Wilson. Real or not real? He needs to change the scenery. Not real. Why would he need to change the scenery? Agreed. Two Super Bowls. He's making money. He's up there with his family. He don't need to change the scenery, man. Stop, stop trying to spread germs. Stop doing this, James. Wow. Yeah, it's my fault. You're right. Uh, so we're, <laughs> we're all in agreement there. That, uh, yeah, that defense came on stronger last year towards the end. Okay, all right, guys, yeah. thanks. Y'all better all leave right. Oscar's daddy alone, by the way. <laughs> all right, listen. Uh, up next, real or not real, quarterback who needs a change of scenery, Kirk Cousins, real or not real? For real. that money? Real. They need a change of scenery away from him. Yes. That's basically <laughs> what it is. Kirk Cousins is a, a solid quarterback. I think they put too much – I think they put too much stock into what he really was. And, and you know, I just I, – I don't see where they're going to get any better uh, with Kirk Cousins at the quarterback spot. I mean, he is what he is, right? I mean, that's what he is. I don't, I don't get why they pay him the type of money they paid him, but, hey, you can't argue with it. That's what they want to do. It's their – that's what they want to do. It's on them. I got not real. They're not going to be able to get rid of him. I mean, the money costs too much. The money costs too much. And, I mean, look, look at some of the pieces. Justin Jefferson, the year he had last year, Adam Thielen. You talk about Dalvin Cook. Um, look, I, I think he's serviceable. I, I think that's, that's not real because he's, it's stuck. It feels like they're stuck. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, I would love to be his agent. Seriously. <laughs> 
the fact that he's been able to have that kind of guaranteed money for a guy that is not even going to get close to the Hall of Fame unless he has a ticket. His agent. You like that? Yeah, seriously. I want it's that not agent. Even, Freddie, it's not even the Hall of Fame. It's just like, where is he? It's like yeah. he can't get over the hump. Like, he's mm-hmm. not taking them anywhere. I feel right. like, I almost feel like any quarterback, they could just like, man, Keenum had them rolling. And they decide to get away from Case Keenum to go to Kirk Cousins. And essentially, they got the same thing, but they paying more money for it. Right, and he didn't give him the championship. Could Cam Newton do a better job than Kirk Cousins? You like that? That's an interesting question, but they're not going to take a chance on him. In no, I, no, I know but they're not going to take I, a chance. I, I'm just I asking. If Cam Newton, Newton had those I, weapons, oh, he, he's firmly a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. He would have taken him farther, in my opinion, than Kirk Cousins would have. Kirk Cousins doesn't have that oomph to say that when you need him to make that throw in a key situation, I don't trust that he can do it. Now, check. that's why Mike Zimmer called him out last week, called him almost check down Kurt mm-hmm. for that reason. When your coach is saying that about you, that doesn't say anything about you well in terms of being a championship quarterback, getting your team close to one. Well, they paid him, so move yeah. along, James. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, Jimmy G. Jimmy G needs a change of scenery, real or not real? Real. He, he will need a change of scenery after about six games. Uh, <laughs> if he struggles, they'll be going to Trey Lance. I like Jimmy G as a quarterback. I think if he's healthy, all he does is win. When he's not in, they lose. So he, he'll need a change of scenery at some point in time this year, I'm sure. You see, I don't think Jimmy G needs a change of scenery, so I'll say not real because he manages games. Like, if he were to go to a team where they're relying upon him to make a lot of big plays down the field consistently, that's not what he does. I, I, I like the scheme that fits with Kyle Shanahan and how they work around him. I I'm not trying to leave Kyle Shanahan. If you're, if, you're, if you're a quarterback offensively, I'm not trying to leave that mind. I'm trying to stay with that mind as long as possible. You do realize that Trey Lance is right there. Right? I do realize yeah. that. That's why I don't want – if you're Jimmy G, I'm trying to, to hold on time, for as long as possible. It's time for me to giddy up if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo because my days are numbered. Yeah, yeah he has to giddy up, but I'm with the not real scenario because if I'm Jimmy G, I'm thinking, you know, what did I do wrong? <laughs> I mean – you know what you did wrong? The one throw in the Super Bowl. I you know, get it. You know wrong. what you did wrong? What? You stayed in San Francisco with me too long. <laughs> That's probably it. But if I'm Jimmy G, they win 75, 75% of the time when he's the quarterback, and they don't win 75% of the time when he's not the quarterback. Mm. That's a guy that is a game manager. There's no doubt about that. But a guy that can make plays. He's going to yeah. be haunted by that one throw he did not make in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. If he makes that throw, we're not having this conversation about Agreed. Jimmy G in terms of real or not real needing a change of scenery in San Francisco. Yeah, go Chiefs. Uh, all right. Shut one, up, James. <laughs> James. See, look at you. Now you're being angry to James. What do you mean? Don't treat James that way. Hold on. Tell James to shut up. longer than you guys have. He's my brother from another mother. One last one real quick. Derek Carr, real or not real, Derek Carr needs a change of scenery. Not real. I don't think he needs a change of scenery. What he needs is a, the defense to step up and play. Uh, if if the defense plays better, then you'll probably see the Raiders in the playoffs. If they give you 60% of what they did a year ago, then the Raiders will make the playoffs if the offense continue to stay the same. I'll go real just because I feel like I don't know if this team is ever happy with the QB they have. It's always about the next QB. I mean, it's Mariota. Is he the guy? Derek Carr. I mean, options around him offensively. I agree with you, Key. The defense needs to step up. But I, I just feel like they're never sure about who they want to actually be the QB of that team. I say it's really needs to change the scenery because John Gruden likes him, but he doesn't like him like him. Well, for that's whatever my point. reason. That's yeah. exactly my point. For whatever reason. When does John Gruden like like anybody? Well, Key can talk about that. 
if it, Key just calls him John. Talk about real or not real. <laughs> Key can talk about John in terms of why not. If anybody I'm going to defer to, it's Key on this one. No, it is what it is, man. He just, you know, that's John. What do you, what do you, what do you expect? I mean, that's who it is. Yep. He, uh, he's that type of coach and that type of personality. He's that type of guy here. That doesn't sound like Black Sabbath or Metallica to me here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Let's bring yeah, it on. Jeremy Fowler's intro music. Jeremy Fowler's intro music with a little Nelly for him. ESPN NFL reporter. He joins us here thanks to the Goodyear Hotlines. We do a little hot news or not news involving Jeremy Fowler. Jeremy, I'm going to start with the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay reaching 100% vaccination. Is that hot news or not news? Uh, You know, first of all, thank you for the intro music. You're welcome. I'm very privileged to have that. We're here to help. I I think it's – I'm going to say not news. Hey, that's great. It's great news. It doesn't necessarily mean it's hot news. Uh, the, the hotter news is that this is a team that's probably the best in the league. They got all 22 guys back and more. They drafted well. They're absolutely loaded. You can make a case. This is the best roster in the NFL right now. See, Jeremy, it's hot news because 100% vaccinations means that everything is headed in the right direction for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They mitigate the opportunity to have players uh, that are not vaccinated, come up with COVID, and in the situation they have to opt out, miss time, all of those sort of things. Yeah. So they eliminate a lot of the issues that could come up as they're making a second run into the Super Bowl. Hot news. Let's move on. Right. Okay. No, no miss games. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You go no miss games. We'll see if that's going to happen. Okay. Carson Wentz, the, coach, the quarterback's coach, quarterback suit for the Indianapolis Colts, his thoughts are fluent on vaccine, and Darius Leonard, the linebacker, said he needs more information, Jeremy, about the vaccine before getting it. Is that hot news or not news? See, that's a little hotter news to me because now you're talking about a team that is going to be in jeopardy, right? And there are several quarterbacks around the league. We're talking top guys. As far as we know, we're not vaccinated. Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson, uh, Carson Wentz, and I think there are others. And so the most important position, you could get knocked out just by being a close contact uh, to somebody who either tests positive or just the implications are so much stronger. And so if you're a fan or you're trying to bet on your team or wondering if you're going to win or if Carson Wentz is going to be in the lineup, it's an issue sort of week to week right now. You just don't know. There are benefits of being vaccinated. Like Key said, the Bucks don't have to worry about that right now. It doesn't mean you can't go on the COVID list. Yes. We saw Ryan Tannehill go on there. He said he was going to get vaccinated, still got on there. It can happen, certainly. But uh, your chances are a lot better. De- definitely hot news. This is one of the premier players in the National Football League on a team that's trying to make a run to win a division and make a deep run into the playoffs. So much like Jeremy is saying, you got high-priced other players that make a decision to not be vaccinated, but you run the je- you, you run the risk and put things in jeopardy when you're not. Hot news for sure. What was the one thing we kept saying about Phillip Rivers the year before, right? Like, well, he's a statue. They're, they're a mobile quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. Well, that's your mobile quarterback and Carson Wentz. So now that's subjective. It's, it's interesting. Great stuff by Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us for Hot News or Not News here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius X and Channel 80. Giants running back Jeremy Saquon, Saquon Barkley yeah. in his first contact practice. Ignore the cheerleader or hit as Jay Will. Is that hot news or not news? That's hot news. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is a number two overall pick, 2,000-plus yards from scrimmage in the only, like, fully healthy season he's had. Some believe he's still the best pure runner in football. I'm told that he's trending toward playing week one, that this is looking good. Uh, there's a strong chance he plays with the Giants, are being really cautious, have not made a determination yet. They'll make that more next week. But 
The signs are positive. They're optimistic. And this guy's a beast. He just hasn't had the offensive line in front of him to make plays. Certainly hot news helps the Giants out to make a try to make a playoff run, but it also helps the organization out as a whole to get back to winning form. This is big for Daniel Jones. I mean, having Saquon Barkley potentially in the backfield week one will lift a lot of pressure off of that young man. Critical for his development, hot news. That O-line, though, Jeremy, I get happy that it's coming back with that O-line, watching them in preseason. I'm like, do I want Saquon? I want you to come back, but I don't want you to come back. I don't know what I want you to do. <laughs> Put it this way. Saquon be, must be like, hey, look, you guys know I can run the football. Why don't I just sit a few games out <laughs> yes. until you get that right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't forget how to run the football by being injured. There's no question about uh. that. Saints and Packers will play their week one game in Jacksonville. Jeremy, hot news or not news? I would say not news because we just want the product. We want the good game. This is going to be a great game regardless. It's unfortunate that they've had all these moving parts and, and you know, you feel for the city of New Orleans. Uh, as far as the news element, though, the game's not in jeopardy. We're good to go. This is going to be a must-see. we got Jameis Winston first look in the Saints offense that's not in preseason action. I think Sean Payton's going to have some surprises. He's going to have a little Taysom Hill in there as well. It's going to be two great uh, offenses, two great head coaches going at it. Not news because the game's not postponed or canceled. And, and you knew that going in, that they were going to find a destination to play. It just happened to be Jacksonville. So it, Jacksonville is obviously closer to Louisiana. So I'm looking forward to the Saints taking care of business against the Green Bay Packers. And I shouldn't be rooting for an NFL team, but I am because it's nepotism alive and kicking. This is hot news. This is major news. This is the most talent Jacksonville fans will see out of the home team in a long time. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> well, what? Done. I'm not, not hating. It's hot news. I'm just, it, that was a hot take. <laughs> it's true. Is it I not mean, true? It's that not was, wrong. That was a blast in the head from the side <laughs> from that standpoint. Ryan Pace says Justin Fields is everything they expected, Jeremy, from that rookie quarterback. Is that hot news or not news? Well, the whole Chicago quarterback situation is hot news. It's going to continue to be one of the hottest news stories in the league because look the bears from what i'm told are just following their plan from back in march and april they said look we love justin fields he's going to be a cornerstone they knew when they drafted him like they felt it was going to be a little bit of a process they wanted to give him a little bit of time they felt that way five six months ago that hasn't changed and so as much as fans want to hyperventilate get justin fields in there he will play and i'm sure he's going to play this year they just believe andy dalton's a little more ready right now they're going to start with him They, they believe they can win more games with andy dalton this year than they did with the quarterback play last year it's not the sexy pick, but that's the way they're going right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not news. It would have been news had they said, hey, we don't know who the starter's going to be. But the fact that he let the, the yeah. cat out the bag a week or so early, does, it's not news. Now, I, you know, I already knew, hey, Rams, Bears, Andy right. Dalton. Yeah, I feel like I'm over this. I'm tired of talking about <laughs> it. It makes me angry. I mean, yeah. it, Jeremy, you said, hey, they're sticking with their plan that they've had since March or April. I think that's the thing that kind of frustrates fans, right? It's like, hey, plans can yeah. change. We've seen a lot of things change throughout the course of the time. And if you're telling me that a, a guy who didn't have a great record last year put you in a better situation to help you win games this year, now as a fan, great. Just It is what it is. Let me go see it. Prove it, Andy. Well, Don't that's prove what it. he's telling you. I understand. That's what I'm saying, Keith. Right. By the way, he has a great follow on Twitter, Jay Fowler ESPN. He's ESPN senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler doing a great job being hot and avoiding the knot here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Have a great weekend, Jeremy. Enjoy the holiday as well, my friend. All right, Jeremy. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. Keyshawn, that Jay. That was Freddie Coleman. <laughs>
I knew he's going to do that. It didn't so even silly. take him long so either. Silly, man. That was Freddie Coleman. Freddie Coleman. <laughs> you guys going to? Yeah, I'm going to hear about this all night. Brought to you by Nature Valley, not me, but Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Music and lyrics, sweet and salty, roasted nuts and creamy nut butter. Don't laugh. Nature Valley, the outdoors, some things are just made for each other. Get two great tastes in one duly delicious bar, Nature Valley Sweet and Salty Nut Bars. We're going to talk about the word pressure that maybe should not apply to Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. I'm Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Series X and Channel 80, and the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Antima guest stops by to hang out with us and get in touch with Ed L. Cool J. They're here thanks to the Goodyear Hotline. Don't forget about college football. It is back in full effect this weekend. Tune in tomorrow. Stanford battles Kansas State in Arlington, Texas. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Cubs begins at 11.30 Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Staying in the National Football League. Everybody knows about the Dallas Cowboys and what's going to happen with them. They open up the NFL season six days from now when they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of people talk about the word pressure when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, whether it's on the team as a whole or on individuals. For example, former Cowboy Marcus Spears, when he was on first take as an ESPN NFL analyst, he says that P word should be applied squarely to the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry said that I'd give up anything to win a Super Bowl. That pressure was immediately carried over to the coach. Because the one thing that Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones and the brass at Dallas did was they identified, after a long stretch of us talking about what the hell is going on with Dak Prescott, they finally identified we got a franchise guy that plays at a high enough level to get us to a Super Bowl and potentially win one. Y'all, the pressure squarely lies on Mike McCarthy. And even to compound... Mike McCarthy will be another one of those names added to the list of graveyards of head coaches if he cannot <laughs> accomplish what they think they can accomplish. You see, I, is there pressure on the Cowboys? Yes. Is there pressure on Mike McCarthy? Yeah, there's pressure on everybody if you wear a star in your helmet. I understand that. Or if you're the coach of a franchise. But this franchise has only had 10 head coaches in the history of the franchise. 10. Mike, nine, excuse me. Mike McCarthy's the ninth. The ninth. They just don't make changes for the sake of making changes. Jerry Jones doesn't do that. And last year, you have to put things in context. This is Dak's first year back off injury. He looked, uh, Hopefully he can be the, next, the level that he was last year before he got hurt. That may take time. Like, think about what they lost last year in their old line, too. And people say, well, what's up with Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, they lost Zach Martin. They lost Tyron Smith. They lost L. Collins. I mean, their old line barely played snaps together being fully healthy. So, is there going to be pressure on this team? Yeah, but I don't think it's 
all in or nothing. I don't think it's, hey, if we don't win the Super Bowl this year, if we don't get to where we think we should be, then we're going to clean house. I, I don't think Jerry Jones moves like that. Well, the opportunity certainly presents itself for them to be one of the top teams in the NFC. They went out and retooled their defense with Dan Quinn. They drafted uh, Parsons out of Penn State. They have Trayvon Diggs, who should get better. We know what Lawrence is on the defensive line. Jalen Smith at the linebacker level. They get Casey over from Atlanta to, to shore up the safety position. Offensively, the offensive line, if they can stay healthy and Dak Prescott can stay healthy, Zeke will be able to run the ball. We know what they have on the perimeter with Cooper and C.D. Lamb and company. They got two good tight ends. They got a team. And I think the expectations are for the Dallas Cowboys to make a strong run at the NFC title. I don't believe Jerry Jones will fire Mike McCarthy, but there's certainly stress level uh, that's going to sit with Mike McCarthy if they don't start to play better and show people that this is the type of team that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones want to present to the Dallas Cowboy fan base. It's very easy to put pressure on the coach and the quarterback because that's what happens in the National Football League. But one guy who I believe is going to respond to the pressure that I think should be more on him is Ezekiel Elliott. They restructured his contract. They know that when he's right, everything else is better. Your quarterback's better. Your defense, doesn't, they don't play as many snaps. When that guy's the dude that we saw the first three to four years in this National Football mm-hmm. League career, everything is just better for that football team because that's the kind of guy that he is. That's the kind of superstar running back that we've seen. If we see anywhere near the return to that, we're not going to be talking about pressure on Mike McCarthy. We're not going to be talking about pressure on Dak Prescott. That's the one guy that I believe that people don't talk about enough, that when he's right on that football team, the Cowboys are a team that can get closer to that Green Bay Packers line, can get Look, closer to that Tampa Bay Buccaneers line. It's 17 games to be played this year. We saw what the division was last year. Washington won the division. Okay, the Giants could have won the division, but Philadelphia played the way they played. So Washington <laughs> backdoored into the division. Cannot – uh, apologize for that. But that's not, first of all, it's not a strong division. So they should be able to come out of there. I know a lot of people feel good about Washington's defense and feel like, okay, Washington is the leader of the pack in terms of the defensive side of the ball. The Giants' defense didn't play all that bad last year. They got better the second half of the season. Saquon Barkley is back in the fold for the Giants now. Now you all of a sudden get a stronger team out of New York. Philadelphia probably won't be strong, but you'll have three good teams within the division and the Dallas Cowboys being the better the better of the three. They've got the better quarterback of the three. They've got the better offensive line of the three. They probably got, the, yeah, they do. There's no probably the receivers of the three. So when you look at what they have, they should win the division. And once you win the division, you get into the playoffs, depending on how many wins you get, you either get a first-round bye or you get home field, for home field uh, playoff game, and then you can advance from there. I'll say this as a Giants fan. It feels like every year, this time of year, we're always talking the same thing about the Cowboys, about how talented they are, how talented they are, and it hasn't panned out. I hope for Dak Prescott's sake it pans out. Considering what I saw as him a go through. Giants fan, you're saying this? I, I like that. I, I, like I, that. I find I like myself that. rooting for him. He's an easy guy to root for. Yes. And, and Ezekiel Elliott, the way they play, the camaraderie they showed around him, I like that type of team chemistry. The word chemistry – I think the, Washington has the, most, the best chemistry right now because what they did last year and that defense. That front seven is really, really good. 
but they have more Fitz tragic than Fitz magic, then the Cowboys are going to run away and hide in this division, in my opinion, in the NFC East. The ceiling is low when it comes to Mac Jones with the Patriots, according to who? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 